2: It is overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, not Jonathan Peterlin though. Spencer German here with you, and very much happy to be here for the next four hours, eight to midnight. We'll do this damn thing. Uh, We got a couple. We got a couple guests lined up, but most importantly, guys, it's a hot take Friday. Hot take Friday. All right, all right. I like it. Dominic has no idea what's going on. He's looking at me with a blank stare. He's like, "What the hell is this Hot Take Friday thing you're talking about? I've never heard of this in my life." He a- he asked me straight up, "Do I need to have a hot take?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, it's Hot Take Friday." Well, I didn't
0: know if it was just a you thing and us thing. No, I I don't a- know if you realize, I Every time you go over the new segment, I
2: say, "Do I also need to know this?" <laughs> just so I know if I need to prepare or not. Hot Take Friday, Dominic, as you will learn tonight, isn't everybody thing. You guys will get involved. I'll obviously get involved. Uh, callers will get involved. And I have been teasing for several weeks now that I have a hot take that I think is highly controversial. It is related to Christmas. It is a Christmas hot take. That's the only clue I have given anybody. It's more controversial than the beach is overrated. Probably not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to see. I think it's controversial because of, well, I don't want to say that because it'll give it away. I think the take is going to be highly controversial And I, I, I'm expecting some people to be calling in when we do hot take Friday at 940. I'm guessing it's going to be sort of around the time that the hockey game's ending and people are going to be getting in the car and they're going to turn the radio on and they're going to hear this hot take. And they're going to be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And I hope it inspires you to call in because I think it's going to be that controversial. So 940, we do hot take Friday. 216 474 double 92. Have your takes ready for then. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Spencito underscore if you want to get involved in the show at any time over the course of the next four hours. We'll talk to Chris Manning, Cal- uh, Locked on Cavs. We'll talk to Cameron Justice, News Channel 5. It is a loaded show. We're very much happy to be here. Can't wait for Hot Take Friday. But where I need to begin things, I think this is the point where I. Uh, I have to respond to somebody calling me out here on the station. I think that's how this usually works when there's, I don't want to call it a feud because I love Nick Wilson and there's certainly no ill will between us. We were talking on the phone last night, getting ready for our latest episode of Sons of the Shoe last night. And he said, hey, all in good fun. And I said, hey, no hard feelings. So I certainly don't have any ill will towards Nick. I'm not going to sit here and bash him. What I will say is I think he misunderstood me. I will say Wednesday was a little discouraging because of the injuries. But, but if you have listened to this show and this time slot all week when I've been in for Jonathan Peterlin, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now tonight, which that's the unfortunate thing is because of Thursday Night Football, I didn't get a chance to respond yesterday when Nick sort of called me out. But on Tuesday night, my overarching question to you was... Should we have higher expectations for this Browns team? Even knowing that somebody like Grant Delpit at that point, because this was, again, Tuesday night, we knew that the Grant Delpit situation could be something where he's done for the season. We didn't know quite yet. Oh, no, we didn't know about Maurice Hurst. We knew about Hurst. We didn't know about Oboe and, uh And we didn't know fully the big picture of, and we knew about Joe Wills. So it was kind of a mixed bag of all the big injury notes this week of what we did know. what We didn't know, right? But even with that in mind, I still put the question out there and I said, Oh, should we have higher expectations for this Browns team? I gave you my AFC power rankings. I talked about why it seems like the AFC more so than any other year is wide open And then all you got to do is get in and see what what the hell happens. Why can't this Browns team knock off a, a flawed Chiefs team that's having some issues on offense? Why can't this Browns team knock off a Ravens team that they've already beaten this year? Yeah, if you get a few more big injuries, that could derail things. But even with the injuries they faced this week, I still wholeheartedly believe the Browns have a chance to make a run in the playoffs because I don't think the AFC is some juggernaut conference that's just gauntlet after gauntlet after gauntlet of a game once you get to the playoffs. Every team in this conference seems beatable. So that's the first thing I want to establish here. Because when I was making the points on Wednesday about essentially, yeah, it's just felt exhausting this season. I do stand by that because here's the thing. When I say exhausting, there's a difference between exhausting and just painful, not enjoyable and miserable. Like like there there's a difference between those two things. Exhausting to me can be a season like this year where you're winning games and so you feel really good about it. You feel really good about the way things are 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 trending for Cleveland. You feel really good about their chances to make the playoffs. But then at the same time every time you just get a little bit more excited or you try to rev yourself up a little bit more to imagine the possibilities for this team. It just feels like the carpet gets ripped out from underneath you because there's another set of injuries and you wake up every day wondering, okay, what's the injury news going to be today? That's a little bit frustrating. Like, like, Here's the best way to describe it. The highs are very high and the lows are very low. It's a roller coaster ride. And when you get ripped in both those different directions, almost every single day it's interchanging and it it feels different. And one minute you feel really excited because you're coming off of a win. And then one day later you find out two more people are going on the IR and their seasons are over, two more key players or two more uh starters. It's it's I mean, it's it's just frustrating. And that's where those those doubts creep in, where you're like, Okay, yeah, the the Browns are still poised to make the playoffs. But you do have to wonder, like, where would this team be even if they had back maybe one of these guys, like even if Nick Chubb was still out there, where could this team, where would this team be? or where could this team go with that player? Because at some point you do feel like the injuries are going to catch up with them, whether that be down the stretch of the season, which knock on wood, let's hope that doesn't happen, or come playoff time when everybody's playing their best football. The, the, the pressure and the meaning is ramped up to, to a hundred and you know that those games are win or go home. That is frustrating. I'm not saying which Nick sort of accused me of, 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 saying that this season isn't enjoyable and that it's not one of the most enjoyable, if not the most enjoyable season that we've had in Cleveland in two decades. You could probably go back to 07 when you felt like they had a shot to make the playoffs. You could go back to 03. Obviously, 2020, the the COVID, but the thing about the 2020 season is, okay, even that year, you you couldn't really be in the stands for the games. So every step of the way, it's felt like there's just something in the years that we do remember as the fun seasons that we could enjoy. Every step of the way, it's felt like, there's something that just prevents us from feeling like we can't have nice things in 2020. It was, well, it's COVID and you can't really be there to show your support for the team and enjoy this moment in real time in the stadium this year. It's every time you feel like, man, this team could go places. Look at this great story that Joe Flacco is look how great the defense is. Well, now let's take two more players out of the rotation that are important for you. Great. Another, another one bites the dust. You understand where I'm coming from? Again, my my point all along was never, this season hasn't been enjoyable, woe is me, the sky is falling. I'm having a blast watching these games, same way that Nick said he was. But I do think when you get ripped in all these different directions, up and down, and the, the, the emotions of that, because let's face it, we get attached to our teams here in Cleveland, more so than other cities. It's why I've said I have had the honor and the privilege throughout this sports broadcasting career of mine to cover teams in two of the most passionate fan-based cities in the NFL, Buffalo and now Cleveland. It's not lost on me what a privilege that is because of the fact that you go to places like L.A., you go to places like Miami, like those fans don't care. It's an event-based city they show up when the team's good. You guys show up when your team's bad. Bills fans show up when their team is bad. So I, like, I feel grateful for that. And I know because of that, how attached we get to this franchise and, and how desperately we want to see them do well. And so again, it's very much a, well, we can't have nice things type feeling when you're having the, the one of the best seasons that you can, in recent memory, you're enjoying the ride every step of the way. But then every time you try to just get, you, you try to feel even better about things, somebody just comes and punches you right in the face out of the blue. It's a gut punch every time we get a new injury. It's like, oh, here we go again. Who's next? And I do think there is a feeling of like day to day, you're holding your breath, waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's not. That's not. It's 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 a fun season, but that's not a fun way to spend the 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 rest of the. To spend the entire season is just wishing and hoping and praying that nobody else gets hurt. So yes, it's been emotional in, in a number of good ways and another, a number of bad ways. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm loving every second of this run that they're on. I hope Joe Flacco becomes a legend, a Cleveland Browns franchise legend, and does take this team on a deep playoff run. I want nothing more for them, and I'd enjoy every second of that too. But you can't blame me for feeling like on Wednesday as we got more bad injury news. Like, this season is just a reminder of every time it seems like things are finally turning in the Browns' favor, there's just another thing that steps in and basically tells you, hey, I hope you're enjoying it, but uh, you can't have nice things. Two one six four seven four double ninety two. I still believe. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Because I still believe that this team can make that playoff run. And I actually have a comparison for you when we get back to another team that did similar things to what the Browns are doing, despite losing some key players, and they went on to win the Lombardi Trophy. We'll talk about it next. We will pivot to the Cavs when we get back. or Not when we get back, but coming up later this hour as we get you ready for Chris Manning at 9. we got a jam-packed show for you on a Friday here on Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, 92 to the Fan. We'll be cooking up some hot takes in an hour and 20 minutes from now. It can be sports, it can be music, it can be food, it can be... Whatever, just no politics. You understanding the rules, Dominic? You picking up on what I, what, 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 how this whole thing works?
0: Yeah. So, the way I'm understanding it is only hot takes on politics.
2: No, N- no, <laughs> no. I'm, not, I'm, I'm picking not what up what I you're said. putting down over there, okay. Spencer. I got you. I got All right. you. Just making sure. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, like a good example might be you actually. You dropped a hot take at the beginning of the college football season, saying that you thought Akron would have five wins and be, maybe be I bowl did, eligible. I did. So that's a, that's a perfect example. Like you know exactly how this thing works. Then.
0: So what if I have a hot take that it might take a while for that to happen, even? Or are these like that's short fine. term? Okay, no, it's, it's whatever. Because they do have a college football now. One I that mean, could make we
2: it. we want the payoff to be like in our lifetimes, though. Like no, we want be, it to be, be something. It, if
0: it were to happen, it would be lifetime.
2: Okay. Fair enough. 474, double ninety two. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Where I say I still have high hopes for this season. I still think that there is a lot that this Browns team can accomplish. And it's it's just been exhausting. Exhausting and not fun are not the same thing. And I feel like that's what Nick was kind of accusing me of was just being like Debbie Downer. Whoa, is me. This season sucks. Nothing's ever. Not, nothing's going right. And that certainly was not my intent on Wednesday when I was filling in for JP. It was just a discouraging day because you found out more bad injury news. and I understand like there's there's stats out there that try to project this type of stuff. what impact does this number of injuries have or whatever and the browns aren't really even near the the high end in terms of the guys that they've lost being impacted by those those players' absence as much in terms of expected points added or lost. So I get all that, but again stats don't always paint the whole picture. there's certain guys if there's anything we've learned this year. It's that there's something to be said for like the personality and the 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 character of a guy in a locker room. And so just straight up losing players that will that were part of that culture isn't ideal either. Obo Kruanko, for example, who might be done for the season, Kevin Stefanski wouldn't confirm today if he was for sure he he didn't have confirmation of his injury for sure was season ending. But like that guy's such a fun guy in the locker room that you're you're losing that personality now if he actually is done for the season. There's others that you're losing as well. It's just it's 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 a lot to overcome and they've done it to this point so credit to them, which is why I have high hopes for them still. But yeah, like it's emotion it's an emotional roller coaster to go from you win a game on Sunday that you felt like was a must win against the Jaguars. You're riding high. And then Monday, Kevin Stefanski tells us, oh, well, Jedrick Wills, he's not coming off the IR. Grant Delpit might go to the IR. Maurice Hurst, he's going to the IR. I mean, what are you to do? Let me give you this as an example, because we are going to go to the Cavs here coming up as well. We got Chris Manning, Locked On Cavs podcast, had to join us at 9. And it was another, I don't know what it is with Cleveland in 2023. But the injuries are getting out of hand. Like I'm worried that I'm next. I'm worried that I'm going to walk outside and like tear my ACL or something just walking down the street because I, I it, it's just there's some there's something going around. Something in the water. The Cavs are dealing with it, the Browns are dealing with it, my goodness. But I use the Cavs in, as an example here because as I sort of talk about a an emotional an emotionally draining season the opposite of that is what the Cavs were, I'd say two years ago. Where they were playing ahead of schedule. Yeah, they weren't great. So you were sitting there watching some losses, and it was disappointing. You 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 would you got we got upset with the way that season ended because they were poised to make to be a top six seed and then they kind of fell out of it and ended up being a uh, a play in team and they didn't get out of the play in tournament. But disappointing as the season was, you were able to look back and be like. Hey, that w- that was fun. You didn't feel, you know, when, when things went wrong, you weren't hanging on it every. You weren't hanging on it the next day. It didn't, you know, ruin the vibes uh, around the team fully. It was just like, okay, yeah, they're young, they're growing. It's it, it's 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 fun. Every night you saw a tweet about how fun the Cavs were. Last year it changed a little bit because you had higher expectations with Donovan Mitchell, but it was still relatively fun. And now this year, same thing with the Cavs, like it's it's up to the, it's up to even further to a point where now we have super high expectations and anything short of that we're just going to be frustrated by and disappointed by and and it's 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 not going to be as enjoyable so i relate that to the browns because this browns team is in the the latter of those scenarios you have a team that is ready that that coming into the year we all said was ready to win now based on the roster construction Everything Andrew Barry did to address needs this offseason, like they were primed to be a playoff team, an AFC North contending team, maybe make a run at a Super Bowl if everybody stayed healthy. And what you're getting is they're still very much a talented team, clearly, because they're 8-5 given all these injuries. But it is discouraging when you go from one day to the next, feeling the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows because you realize... It's another just chink in the armor when you lose another guy to an injury for an extended period of time. That's all I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to make this a whole thing. I wasn't trying to turn it into some my life is depressing and this season sucks. Like No, it's been super enjoyable. And I stand by what I said that this team could still make a run deep into the postseason just because of their resiliency and because of the character that they have in that locker room. And for some reason, man, like that stuff is just permeating out. There was a lot of talk this week from guys in the locker room just about how credit to Kevin Stefanski, credit to the coaching staff, they know how to get guys ready. Uh, Their attitude and mantra is trickling down to the players, like the message is getting through. It's, It's part of the reason why. Many of us at the station have sat here and said Kevin Stefanski deserves an extension. He uh, He's done a, a tremendous job this season. Give him coach of the year because through it all, his message is getting through. I mean, Elijah Moore stood there today and said he's never been part of anything like this in terms of like a culture in the locker room and just guys believing in each other. That's, you don't hear that all the time. I mean, these are guys that have been playing football from the youngest ages and they've seen some damn things. And this guy's telling you, like, this is the best he's ever seen in terms of just camaraderie and team building and all these different things. Like, that's it's incredible. So, I, I tried to find, for reference, teams that have... Teams that I guess you could relate to the current Brown situation. No quarterback, dealing with some key injuries, uh, good defense. And I found a perfect example for you. Those of you who are hoping for some sort of deep playoff run or Super Bowl run or whatever, look no further than the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. Super Bowl champions. They beat Tom Brady. We all remember Nick Foles, the Philly special play, all that. Offensive-minded head coach and Doug Peterson. Like There's some things that are starting to add up between these two teams. And one of them, is that it was equally a defense that was good in a number of areas, and they rode that and their quarterback getting hot at the right time all the way to a Super Bowl, uh, a Lombardi. The Eagles that year were fourth in points allowed from a defensive standpoint. They were top 10 in total yards allowed. Seventeenth in passing yards allowed, sixteenth in sacks, number one rushing defense in the NFL. They were tenth in uh they were top ten rather in takeaways. they were top ten in interceptions. I think they were like fourth or something along those lines. They had a good defense, and ironically, it was Jim Schwartz who was commanding that group similarly to what he's doing here with the Cleveland Browns. Well, the Browns this year. They're top 10 in interceptions. They're middle of the road in points allowed. They're about 14th. So that's a margin that's maybe not quite as good as as you'd hope for. But they're top 10 in interceptions. They're top 10 tied with some people. But top 10 in total turnovers. In terms of yards allowed, they are first. In terms of passing yards allowed, they are first. In terms of rushing yards allowed, they're not quite as stout as the Eagles that year. They're, they're in the 20s in that category. Or excuse me, I take that back. They're 11th. So just outside the top 10. But similarly around where I had the, the order flipped. Similarly around where the Eagles were with their passing defense because they were kind of middle of the road. So it's kind of opposites there. One was really good on, on, on rushing defense. One was really good as a passing defense. But there's some parallels here. If this defense can avoid further injuries, if they can get some guys back, Juan Thornhill, Denzel Ward, which I mean, at this point, I'm not saying don't play Denzel Ward on Sunday, but if you can, if you feel like, I know coaches are never going to think this way. So I don't want to sound stupid when I say this, but like, I wouldn't rush Denzel back. If you really don't know if he's, if he could re injure it or whatever, like, I understand every game matters this time of year, and you you don't want to take any game lightly, but in the grand scheme of things, an NFC game costs you less than some of these games coming up where you finish the season against AFC foes, especially one of your division rivals in, in Cincinnati, the last week of the season. From what I understand, if the Browns lose this weekend to the Bears, they would still remain the five seed in the AFC no matter what happens around them. For what it's worth. So there you go. Um, but yeah, like if they can get some of these guys back for a, for a home stretch, if, if Joe Flacco can continue to do what he's doing and get better at what he's doing, keep progressing as a player and running this offense as smoothly and effectively as he has, why can't this team in the shadow of the Philadelphia Eagles, who had the same exact defensive coordinator, why can't they make a run? What are your expectations? For the Cleveland Browns this season, the rest of the way, given all the injuries and the context around that, given all that's been going on at the quarterback position, the revolving door of players who have stepped in and had to sort of man that position and try to steady the offense. And Joe Flacco's maybe provided you the most stability. What are you expecting the rest of the way? Are you expecting him to win out? Are you expecting him just to make the playoffs? Are you expecting him to make a run? My answer might surprise you a little bit if you listened on Wednesday and not listened on Tuesday, as Nick Wilson seemed to do. Because I do think that there are some things that this team can still accomplish, even given all the injuries. The, the hardest thing is just to project, like, how many more injuries can they sustain? Like, is the oboe-kuwanko injury the one that does not in? I would like to think not. Is, the, is missing three-fourths or three-fifths, I guess, if you want to count the fact that you... You play a, a lot more nickel in today's NFL than you normally than you used to uh, of your secondary. Is that the thing that is that the straw that breaks the camel's back? So, like, what is it? But I want to know where your expectation level is for this Browns team for the rest of the season, given all the context of of the things that have transpired around them and the adversity that they faced. Two one six four seven four double nine two. We'll get to that. We'll also pivot a little bit to the Cavs as we get you ready. For our conversation with Chris Manning at the top of the hour. Could the Cavs actually consider trading their star player? Given these injuries and not see this thing through a little bit longer than we maybe thought they would. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll ask Chris Manning about that coming up. It's Spencer German in for Jonathan Peterlin with you on 92.3 The Fan. We're an hour out from Hot Take Friday, 20 minutes out from Chris Manning, Locked On Cast Podcast. He'll join us coming up to talk about the Cavaliers. We'll get into that here momentarily as well. Tyler and Manor, we'll get to you. Real quick, though, guys, you don't want to miss a post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland with our Browns beat reporter, Darrell Ryder, and host of the Midday Show, Andy Baskin. Coming your way Sunday evening after the matchup with the Bears. Subscribe to their podcast at 92 thefan.com or in the Odyssey app sponsored locally. By Smiley, one and Brian, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution and get all of their insight for the next game in Houston. That's a game to keep an eye on, by the way. C.J. Stroud, doubtful for the weekend. We'll be talking about that leading up to next week. Will he play? Won't he play? Not that you don't want to see. I mean, listen, I C.J. Stroud is already maybe my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Dude's just balling. So I'd love to see him play that game. But at the same time, it does obviously impact how you feel about the Browns in that game. Because if he plays, you know what it's like having a good quarterback. Not always as clear-cut to get a win in that one. If he doesn't play, for better or for worse, you you like your chances against the, uh, against the Texans a little bit better. All right. I was asking about expectations for this season. Where do you expect this Browns team to go from here? Is it a playoff run? Is it just get in? Is it... Lose out the rest of the way. I'm sure there's some negative fans out there, but my whole thing is: listen, I, I understand that it was on, it's Wednesday night. We got some unfortunate news about the the injuries, and I was kind of in my feelings. I I own that. I admit that, but I still believe that like there's stuff this team can achieve because they've made it this far without the injuries completely derailing their season. Why can't there be some golden prize at the end of this? that would be in the form of a, a, a playoff run or a Super Bowl trip or whatever. Like, Yeah, it's far-fetched. It's probably not going to happen. It's more. It's less likely to happen than it is likely to happen. But I think it's fine with this team to still dream because they have at least earned your trust to this point to feel like they can overcome almost anything, which is rare for Browns teams. Usually they're getting in their own way and they can't even overcome themselves. It's been an exhausting season because of just the ups and downs of the emotional wins and, and the highs and lows, but at the same time, it's, it's been draining because then in the next day, you're finding out about an injury. But that doesn't mean the season should just be thrown in the, in the garbage and it's all downhill from here and forget about it. No, I'm having just as much fun as you guys. Wednesday was just a little bit of one of those downer days because you feel like the Browns could be really cooking and going places if they were fully healthy. But I still think... There's things they can achieve this season. What are your expectations? six, four seven seven four double nine two. We go to Tyler and Menor. Tyler, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing, John? It's oh, it's Spencer. I'm filling in for oh, JP. Oh, my and... bad. Sorry. All my good. Bad. Wrong, all bro. good. What's going on, man? All good. I thought it was overtime. My bad. No, it oh, is. So it great. is. He's just hey, JP's out this week. That's all. Oh, really? Yeah. I wondered. Sorry all to disappoint you. All good. First time <laughs> caller. Uh, Excited to be on the show. Longtime fan. Uh... I've got good expectations for the browns this season. I've been uh following them all season, and I feel like sports is a lot like meteorology of the weather, you know uh as much as we think we know what's going to happen on any given day or any given storm, you know anything can happen, and I think that's the case with the browns. you know something happens, something goes wrong, things go our way, and I think we might be looking at the right conditions for a perfect
0: storm this season.
2: Yeah, listen, I, I, you're right about that. Um, I mean, all of us would sort have of assumed if you had told us what, if somebody posed the question to you, Week 15, the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin, Jed Will, like just go down the list of injuries. What do you think the record is? We'd all probably say like four and ten or four and nine, whatever. Like we, we, we would have no belief that this team would be where they're at. So it's been unpredictable to this point. You're right that it's unpredictable each and every single week. It's why you see a team like the Titans beat the Dolphins on Monday Night Football this past week. Like, anything can happen, and in an AFC this year that, like I mentioned earlier, doesn't seem like it's all that dominant, why can't the Browns be a team that wins a couple games come postseason time, assuming they make it? Yeah. All right, For man. Me, I don't see any reason why the Browns can't make it to the postseason. Have a great run. Maybe even make a playoff, uh, not playoff, Super Bowl appearance. Mm, I love wonderful. it. Thank you for yep. having me. Have a great night. Yeah, you too, Tyler. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, listen, I, I, it's it's pie in the sky. I get it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's it's probably more likely not to happen. But can this team get there based on what we've seen so far? I think they've at least earned the right to have us believe that it's a, it's a possibility that they could make a run. Especially if Joe Flacco keeps doing what he's doing. And that guy has been... Just uh, a steady presence. Everyone keeps talking about how steady he is on the field, how steady he is in the locker room, how quickly he has acclimated to just the roster and his teammates and everybody. It, like, it's, it's been fun to watch, and I know you guys have enjoyed it just as much. By the way, I didn't get to this the other night. I put out on Tuesday a poll where I asked people if I should add a Joe Flacco jersey to... My, uh, my Christmas list this year, because listen, if Joe, Dominic's giving me the side eye, hear me out, Dominic. If the Browns were to go on like a playoff run with Joe Flacco, that is truly one of those like legendary, instantly legendary jerseys in Cleveland lore. Like, I don't even know. I don't even care if I wear it. I might just hang it on the wall behind me in my, in my uh, studio space so that when I do sons of the shoe episodes with, with Nick Wilson. It's there in the background. Like that's just like a memento because he will go down in history as like an all time. Great. Even if, even with just like seven games played as the Browns quarterback, because if he, if he takes them on a run, like it's, it's undeniable at this point that he will be a Cleveland icon. So why not just get one? Let me, let me make you a deal.
0: If Joe Flacco starts the rest of the way to the playoffs, right? And he leaves them to the Super Bowl. I will buy you a Joe Flacco jersey. Well, but see, you'll, okay, you'll buy it for me. I will buy you a Joe Flacco jersey. (laughs) As much as I don't want to spend money on a jersey, I will, one, for you.
2: Well, it's that. Two, for that reason. I need a Christmas gift. It's it's unlikely. Okay. I'm not buying, I'm not saying he's going to go on a Super Bowl run. I'm just saying, even if this doesn't, even if this run doesn't end in the Super Bowl. I still think that his jersey goes down as, like, an icon. Like, that'll be one of those jerseys you'll see people wearing at the stadium because, A, the fan base has already fallen in love with him. Everyone's out here like, oh, Joe Flacco, I love this man. He's leading us. He, he's, he's saying all the right things. For, for, there, there's there's fans out there who are, like, back on the Browns bandwagon simply because Joe Flacco's the quarterback and it's not Deshaun Watson because they don't like Deshaun Watson. Like, they're cheering for this team again because of Joe Flacco's presence. So he's already an, I, I, iconic in the eyes of the fans because of the way he's carried himself. If he somehow makes the playoffs and he wins a game or two games somehow, some way, this will go down as like one of those jerseys you'll just see people wearing at the stadium and like seven years from now at the stadium. Like, oh, remember when Joe Flacco played for the Browns? Oh, yeah, I got a Joe Flacco jersey.
0: When when I would go to a Steeler game with my dad, sometimes I'll randomly see like a uh, Michael Vick jersey. Yeah, a Steelers, jersey. Steelers and, legend,
2: and that was he won one game, right? And then how about he Charlie? The next Charlie Batch? Game. See any Charlie Batch jerseys spawning no, around Pittsburgh? No,
0: because he wasn't random. He was the beloved backup. Yeah, it's a little Steelers had a lot of Vic beloved. Vic was also backups. a legend.
2: So, but no, I listen. The whole point of this was that I didn't get a chance to give you the results. I never gave you the results of the poll on Wednesday night. It was a day long poll, but sixty four percent of the people said that I should add a Joe Flacco jersey to my Christmas list. No. I, you don't think I should do it? Not with your own money. Now, Dominic's going to come through with that deal. Do you think the Browns go going to the Super Bowl? I wish, if it was more enticing, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Like, if he said, take it, you can't lose in this deal. Well, I can't, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it because if it happens, sure, I'm going to get a free jersey out of it. But at the same time, I don't think, like, the Super Bowl seems a little far-fetched. Like, it, it, it would have felt better if he was like, if the Browns go to the AFC Championship game, like, I could actually buy that.
0: I'll consider that uh, that
2: offer. <laughs> By the way, don't let James over here say you
0: don't buy with your money. This is the guy that bought a Chris Pauls well, Porzingis jersey after the fact.
2: The idea is that it would be a Christmas gift, so I wouldn't even have to. I wouldn't even have to spend my own money on it. Now it might be my wife's money, which is like our shared money anyway. That's like the so same thing. It's the same thing, kind well of. But money. it's all in one pot. I guess it's not all in one pot, but it's like half of it goes in the same pot. I don't know. But what? What about a Chris Passport you, Jenkins jersey? Don't
1: ignore Dominic. If you buy a Joe Flacco jersey with your own money, the the Sultan of Jerseys over here will be thoroughly <laughs> disappointed. That's not a jersey
2: that would be. That you don't think that could become a legendary jersey that you'll just see at Cleveland Browns Stadium like seven years from now? Especially if he makes the playoffs. Like I think I honestly think even if he just makes the playoffs with the Browns, I think that's enough for people to be like, I'm 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 rocking the Joe Flacco jersey. No. You I think
1: all, all it takes is just to make the playoffs. That's insane. You know
2: how long. People are still rocking Baker Mayfield jerseys because he took them to that the playoffs. Was two years I have ago. a Baker
1: Mayfield jersey. So, again, that's not a problem, but we're talking about Joe Flacco. He was a the first person, round pick. But he's killed you Joe for Flacco 15 is, years. You guys you can't are
0: disrespecting just you can't just Joe flip on him. Flacco. This no, no, no. man is a
2: Super Bowl no, no. legend right. in Baltimore. Exactly. How quickly have people already turned on that? Like, like, they're, they're like, know. I don't care no, about no. that. Nobody's talking about his past. Nobody's like, oh, th-. there was a one caller who called in and said, how can we cheer for Joe Flacco? He played for the Ravens. Why would we even sign this guy? You think they care about that? They care about winning right now. No, 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 no.
1: Look, I don't. I don't have to follow the trend of what everybody else is doing. If they want to walk off ah, man, of, off on. the bridge on East Ninth, go ahead. But that's no, an iconic I, jersey. No, if he, if he makes the playoff, yes, yes, that's all it takes. Not a, not a yep. playoff win. At least Frank Wright got W's in the playoffs. I don't ha!
2: Yeah, Frank. He's not. He, come on, man. He got If he wins a nah, playoff man. game, then I'm like playoff, yeah, playoffs sure. is enough. His jersey will be a, a legendary jersey. I'm not saying they're gonna like hang in the rafters or something. I guess you're not you're saying rafters. like a
1: local legend, yeah. like, you, you walk He'll in, be a you walk local
2: in. legend if he makes a playoffs with this team, leading leading the charge at quarterback. He'll be a local legend. So like Sean two one Kemp six for the two one six four seven four double nine two. If Joe Flacco takes the Browns to the playoffs. Finishes this thing off. Is that enough for him to be considered a local legend? Where people just be rocking his jersey randomly? I think it will be. I mean, you still got people wearing the most re- – you still got people showing up with, like, Colt McCoy jerseys at Browns games. You don't think they're going to rock a Joe Flacco jersey when he took you to the playoffs? You You're can't just mind.
1: flip sides like that for Yes, a man you can. That, 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 when he's that, on your team, we did that. No, you could know, root for him, but you don't, that don't mean you have to buy his jersey. LeBron
0: went to Miami, different, was hated for four years, came back, not the same.
2: and everybody was buying his jersey. That's, Come not, on. The now, that's hey, not, not the same. Hey, stretch Armstrong over
0: there. <laughs> stretch Armstrong, relax. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs>
2: two one six four seven four double 92 joe flacco taking the browns to the playoffs is that enough for him to become a local legend i didn't even get my, get a chance to talk about the Cavs, but we will do that next chris manning locked on Cavs podcast joins us next on the fan